to live prayer. I am Bill Keller. Good to be with you on this Friday evening. Pray you had a wonderful day. It's good to be back together once again. If you're new to the program, you're watching live prayer. We come to you live in living color every Monday through Friday, 11 to midnight Eastern Standard Time. And wherever you watch me tonight throughout this great land of ours, from sea to shining sea, from border to border. Thank you for tuning in. Friends in other far-off great lands, welcome to you as well. Once again, I'm Bill Keller, founder of LivePrayer.com, world's largest interactive Christian website. Reach a little over two and a half million folks each and every day via the internet. Please check us out online. Web address coming on your screen right now, LivePrayer.com, LivePrayer.com. Check it out. 24 plus years of great ministry content all free, all to be a blessing to you. And I'm glad that you have the opportunity tonight to get online, check it out, check out some of the great content. So I pray you had a great day today as we wrap up the, I guess the end of the holiday season with Monday, of course, being New Year's Day. This is still technically, I guess, part of the holiday season, but Tonight ends it all, we go into the weekend, and Monday when we wake up, we are smack in the dab of 2024. And boy, do we have a lot of content for you next week. Um, I've got some great content for you tonight. Uh, A lot of it, though, is going to be fleshed out over the weekend because so much of these topics tonight have broken, but there still is a lot to be uh, consumed. Let's put it that way, consumed over the next few days so I can really put a full picture uh, to these issues next week. But again, we have a lot of things to go over tonight to get you all caught up. Four things I actually do for me each night on the program. First, pray for me. Pray for the program. That's the greatest thing you could ever do. I mean it sincerely, and I thank you so much. Second, please encourage people you know, friends, family, people in your Bible study to sign up to get the free live prayer daily devotional. All they have to do is go to our website, upper right-hand corner of our homepage is a sign-up link. Couple pieces of basic information, and they will be all set to go. Third, of course, again, tell people you know about the TV program. Encourage them to watch. This is a, listen, for people that normally don't like keep up with things on a daily basis like the you know faithful viewers of this program do, this is a year people need to be in the know. They need to be up to speed on what's going on because things are going to be happening, happening rapidly this year. Uh, each thing that goes down this year is going to have monumental consequences on how things change in this country. If there's ever a time for people to be uh, paying attention, this is the year, and this is the place, Monday through Friday from 11 to midnight, 
Of course, as you know, all of our programs are available for on-demand viewing. We've got the program in a podcast form. Um, this is this is the place to be uh, tuned into each day to stay up to speed, right? And then, of course, uh, I would encourage you, please pray, not just pray for us, but pray about helping me financially. We don't do advertising. I don't sell things. We don't do trips, tours, any of that kind of stuff. We're a ministry, and we spend 24-7, 365, ministering to people's needs. And uh, you, you, the friends of this program, are the reason I can do that. And that's why I've been able to do it for 30 years, okay? And can I tell you something? You know what I found out a long time ago? If you're not buying $30 million mansions, if you're not buying a fleet of Bentleys, if you're not flying around in your own private jet, if you're not wearing $20,000 suits, staying in, you know, presidential suite, hotel suites, it's amazing that what money is donated to the ministry, how far it goes. 93, a little over 93% of Three cents of every dollar that comes to live prayer goes directly into the work here. Less than seven cents goes to the overhead. And I got to be honest with you, I'm just being honest. And anybody who's watched me tonight who's been on the, like the, the uh, board of a local church, right? The finance board of a local church, you know, you know how much money goes into uh, building up keep salaries, insurance, and all that kind of stuff, right? You know that. I don't have to educate you. You know, we don't have any of that. Listen, as people who know my story uh, understand, I came out of a corporate background, built a huge multi-million dollar operation early in my life. I know how to do that. And I got to tell you something. And, And let me say this honestly. After 30 years in the ministry, I've been familiar with almost every major ministry that has existed in the last 30 years. And I can tell you this. I can tell you this without hesitation. I believe, I may be naive, but I believe everyone started with very honest, pure intentions. But here's what happens. God starts blessing. Next thing you know, they're building uh, big glass buildings. They've got 500 people that have to be paid every Friday. They start jetting around the world. And all of a sudden, every Friday, they've got this big mountain of money that has to be you know, inserted to pay for all that. And, that be- and then that becomes the slave to the ministry. It's no longer about ministry. It's about the money to just keep the ministry going. Okay? And listen, nobody knows the needs like I do. I've been doing this 30 years, walking by faith for 30 years. But it's one thing to need money just to pay your, you know, uh, you know, 500 employees on a Friday. It's another thing to need money just to, you know, pay some server bills and things like that. It's a lot less stress and it keeps you from having to manipulate the ministry for money and allows you to just be free 
and I've enjoyed that freedom for 30 years. Friends like you make it possible, so thank you. Go to my homepage, up right-hand corner, there's a donation link. Click on it. Gives your information that you can, how you can help us, okay? Let's pray. Father, thank you for Friday. Thank you for the end of this holiday season. It's been a great Christmas, New Year's time. But now, Lord, we are ready to roll up our sleeves and get in, totally focused on 2024. Thank you for this day, the blessings we've enjoyed. Thank you for my friends. Lord, I pray for them tonight. I pray for their needs to be met. And most of all, Lord, we want to just commit this hour to you tonight. Even after 21 years of being on TV, each program is unique. It's important. And I pray tonight, hearts and lives are changed. And we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise God. All right, we've got a lot to go through tonight. No, not a lot, but we've got a lot of ground to cover. But the beautiful thing is, please, I know you're watching tonight. Don't miss Monday night because some of the things we're going to talk about tonight, we have to come back to on Monday night to fill in some holes, okay? Because there's a lot that we still don't know. Let me start with this. This is the fifth year in a row where the number one cause of death worldwide is, ready for this? Drum roll. Abortion. Killing innocent babies is, for the fifth year in a row, the number one cause of death around the world. Just want to put it in perspective for you. Just want to put it in perspective. Um, today we got job numbers. Now, don't forget what I've always told you about the scam the Biden administration plays with any numbers they put out. When they come out, they're always incredible. That's amazing. Joe's doing such a good job. But what always happens is when they give you the job numbers or any of these important economic numbers, they always then give you the revised numbers from the month before. And would you be shocked to learn that every time they revise the numbers from the month before, where they were so scintillating, so beautiful, they're never good. They always, they always revise them down. And that's because they've lied to you. Now, they lied to you again today. They came out with these wonderful job numbers. But because this is what I do for you, let me go behind the numbers a little bit. And even these numbers that sound good, but next month when they're revised aren't going to be good, they're even worse. Because all these job numbers they gave you today, let me, let me, let me, let me tell you this. First, uh, uh, the, 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 the jobs, the job numbers for full-time work, okay? Well, I mean, once they, they give you the number, right? If you then break that down, how did how how about that? How did that number work for full time jobs? Actually, those crashed by one and a half million. In other words, out of those job numbers, if you just look at full time job numbers, they were down by a million and a half. And they gave you a good number. I don't even know what they're going to be when they revise them 
downward next month like they always do. Here's the other scam they give you with the job numbers, okay? When they give you job numbers, they include part-time jobs, okay? And they also include second, third, and fourth jobs. In other words, let's say you've got your main employment, right? And let's say you get a second job, maybe a third job. Actually, you're counted three times, even though you're the same person. You see how they do this? In the job numbers today, almost all of the numbers that sounded so good were part-time jobs, and the bulk of the rest were people who were working second and third jobs. So at first blush, if you just look at the raw number, it sounds good. But then when you understand that full-time jobs crashed by a million and a half, and then when you understand that the numbers that you're watching are part-time jobs, second and third jobs, even before they revise them down next month, which they will, they aren't so good. And let me and let me share something else with you that they don't talk about, but if you go deep into these numbers, you can find, you know, you can find this information. Native-born workers. Native-born workers. That's people who are born in the United States and have employment, obviously, in the United States. Do you know in the last three years, by administration, native-born workers have not added one job? And that is also taking into effect all the jobs that came back from COVID. Because when Biden talks about, oh, we created 3 million jobs, we created 10 million jobs, we created... Biden hasn't created one job, not one. Whatever jobs that he quote-unquote created were just people coming back to work after COVID. But it's even worse than that. The job numbers that they do have are mostly part-time or second, third, or fourth jobs for people. And probably just as important, especially when we're talking about the border, native-born American, they haven't added one job. Not one job. This is why you watch this program. This is why you tune in, because you get information here that you don't get anywhere else. Um, the Supreme Court tonight, no, no shock, no shock, has accepted to hear oral arguments on the Colorado case that is taking Trump off the ballot. Okay? So that is now officially in play. Um, and the Democrats, feeling their oats, they've also tried to target 126 Republicans that they're trying to remove from the ballot. Same issue. Insurrectionists. Okay? 14th Amendment. February 8th, 
is when the initial argument is going to be heard on the on this whole 14th Amendment nonsense at the Supreme Court. My friend, a wise man once said, reading the tea leaves at the Supreme Court is a game for fools, and I do not argue with that at all. Trying to predict what the Supreme Court or any court will do is a game for fools, and I totally concur with that. But I'm telling you tonight, unless the Supreme Court is going to be complicit in ripping democracy, that's a word you're going to hear. Let me tell you something. If, if hearing the word democracy on the news was a drinking game, people would be perpetually drunk for the next 12 months. Okay? Um... I I still have faith in the Supreme Court. It's probably the last institution in this country that I have any real faith in. And until that faith has been destroyed, I will continue to believe that they are righteous, even though I know three of those justices have a totally different worldview than I do. And just to be honest with you, that Jackson Brown woman, she's like... Gay, gay, the former president of Harvard. She's a, she's a, she, she is on the court because she's a black woman. It's not because of her, her skill as a jurist. It's not because of meritocracy. It's simply a affirmative action hire. Sorry. Hate to hate hate to break people's bubble, and you know how we, you know how I know that, and you should know it. Do you remember when they were doing the confirmation hearings? Marsha Blackburn, the senator from Tennessee, simply asked her, "What is the definition of a woman?" She could not answer that question. Seriously, and you don't have to go much further into her writings her judicial history to realize this is not a smart woman. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not, I'm not a racist. I'm just being honest. But I, but I believe that the court is going to come back at least eight to one. And if I had to guess nine to zero, to shoot down this whole 14th Amendment nonsense. But it's in play now. It's official. The Supreme Court is going to... And it is going to then rule the day for all this other stuff. Like the additional states that are trying to take Trump off the ballot. Like the ploy by Democrats now to try to take 126 congressional Republicans off the ballot using this same... Uh, scam, all that's going to be put to bed. Do you remember that when we did this hostage hostage exchange with Iran, part of the deal was we agreed to unfreeze $6 billion of Iranian assets. Remember that? And John Kirby, Admiral Kirby, 
he stood up in front of the Washington Press Corps, which, to be honest with you, is absolutely worthless and a joke, and told them, well, we have control over how that money is going to be dispersed. It's not like we just gave them $6 billion. We have the, basically the first right of refusal, first right of refusal, how they will spend that $6 billion. Remember that? Would you be shocked if I told you tonight that was a lie? Of course it was. Every word that comes out of anybody associated with the Biden administration is a lie. He admitted today that they basically, Iran has basically spent that $6 billion and we had no say-so in any way how they spent it. By the way, there's a trouble in paradise. And I've mentioned this to you before, and you have to be a long-time viewer. Not, not that long, but you have to, you have to be a, 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 a very consistent viewer of the program. And you uh, need to have a good memory or a good note-taker. But I told you that they put Kirby into these press briefings with Karine Jean-Pierre. Her words, not mine. The first black lesbian immigrant to be in such a position, right? And it is now bubbled to the surface. There's a lot of animosity. Now, the reason they put Kirby in there is because Corinne Jean-Pierre, again, I'm not trying to be mean. I really am not. I'm just being honest. She doesn't have the intelligence to deal with the, you know, the global uh, issues that come up in those hearings. That's why they put Kirby in. He was the former spokesperson for the Pentagon. So he has a history of being able to lie about wars and our involvement in foreign affairs. That's why they put him in there. And it now turns out that Karine Jean-Pierre doesn't like Kirby, doesn't like him being part of those press briefings. So we will keep an eye on all that. We will keep an eye on all that. Um, oh, if you ever want to run for president, if you ever want to run for any kind of public office, that has any visibility, please understand one thing. Whatever's happened in your life, good and bad, definitely the bad, is going to come to the surface. It's now breaking tonight that, you know, Nimrata Nikki, Neocon Nikki Haley, probably hasn't been faithful to her husband. Let me just put it that way. I'm not going to go any further, but there are now reports bubbling to the surface. And of course, she always makes a big deal of, well, my husband, he's, he's, you know, he's in the military and he's 
deployed around the world. Well, apparently at times when he's deployed, she's been deployed to some other guy's house. Just saying. I assure you that this type of information is not coming out if it wasn't, if it didn't have some accuracy. And listen, every we all sin and come short of the glory of God, okay? Nobody's going to deny that, you know? Who are you to judge another man's sin? God, all that. I'm just telling you now, though. And I know Trump with the, with the porn star, I, I got all that, okay? We're not talking about moral equivalency here. All I'm telling you is that reports are out now very publicly that Nimrata, Nikki, Haley um, has had at least one affair that has now been become public. And, you know, listen... I don't think anybody had any illusions about who Donald Trump was. Donald Trump's been in the public eye for, what, 40 years? Before he ever decided to run for office, okay? He's a braggart. He's, I mean, yeah, well, he, he's an adulterer. That's very, been very publicly documented, right? Not a... a, a, a Let's just be blunt. A serial adulterer. Cheated on his first wife. Cheated on his second wife. Apparently cheated on, with Milan, on Melania. Okay, got it. Okay. He is uh, a narcissist. I mean, you can just, you can just stack the words on top of him. He's everything that probably most people would not want to be associated with. I get all that. So I'm not passing any judgment on Haley. I do believe that uh, Trump has been fairly clean since he's been in politics just because if he hadn't been, you would know it, I would know it, the whole world would know it, okay? He's got to be the most investigated human being on the planet. But just let you know that this is out there. That Nikki's just not going to waltz into any kind of position. By the way, can, can we talk about the vice presidency just for a second? Just for a second. Um, I have said over, over, and over, and over that I do not believe Joe Biden will be the ultimate nominee. I have been on record for two years saying I think it will be Gavin Newsom. Now, how... All that happens. Actually, how that happens is not a big deal. Really isn't. Because the Democrats have a system in place that they can they can make the, that happen very quickly. Um, I do know that there are a lot of people that are talking about Michelle Obama. I have never been in that school. I may be proven wrong. She's got a billion dollars plus. She's always hated politics. Barack's running the country as it is now 
Why does he need his wife in there? Just put another puppet in place, okay? Um, but at the same time, Biden's pled, plowing forward, whether he's doing that against the uh, advice, counsel, wisdom of the Democratic Party leaders, which would be Obama. He was in Valley Forge today. The place where one of the most important events of the Revolutionary War took place. The Christmas night crossing of the Delaware by George Washington and his ragtag group of soldiers. That, that's a stretch to call them soldiers. They weren't. But, but you know what? God makes men adequate for the day. Can I, can, can I encourage you with one thing tonight? Just like God made those men adequate for that moment in time, God will make you adequate at the moment in time that you need to do something. You need to be someone. You need to stand up at a moment in time when you don't think that you can. God will make you adequate, friend. Never forget that. Biden was in Valley Forge Day with a, an invited guest list of 300 people. <laughs> Can you imagine if Joe Biden announced he was going to be at, a, at an event? I don't care what it was. And it was an open event like Trump has run, I don't know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times over the last seven years. I would be, I would be shocked to see how many people actually showed up? I would be even more shocked. And I would bet a full boat of five Chicago hot dogs, there would be more people protesting than supporting him if he did. That's why you will never see that. Trump did two, by the way, Trump did two rallies tonight. We'll get into that in a minute. In Iowa. Two. Both of them were like, hour and 30 minute speeches. Biden was in a very closed, confined, hermetically sealed event today in Valley Forge with 300 invited guests, which means 300 people they probably had to pay to be there, okay? To basically give his campaign launch speech. The entire speech. Let me tell you something. It was one of the most disingenuous. It's just not a, a word I would I, I can't even use. It was the most disgusting, blatant lie of a speech that I've ever heard. The whole speech was thirty-two minutes of. Hate Trump. Trump is Hitler. Trump is an insurrectionist. Not, uh, January sixth. Cops died. He said he went to. He said he went to the funerals of the cops that died on January sixth. Really? What funeral was that, Joe? Because no cops died on January sixth. You know who did die on January sixth? Ashley Babbitt, executed 
by Lieutenant Michael Leroy, Leroy Bird. You know who else died on January 6th? Roseanne Boylan, thrown down the Capitol steps, then beaten with a baton for 20 minutes until she was dead. And two elderly men who were there not hurting anybody, who were literally hit with flashbangs and had heart attacks. Four people died on January 6th. That's all. No Capitol Hill cops died on January 6th. But this speech of Biden's was 30 minutes of lie after lie after lie after lie. Trump, oh, Trump said that uh, service people who died were stupid suckers. Remember that, remember that line? They were stupid. They were suckers. He never said that. But every lie they've ever brought out about Trump, he reiterated in those 30 minutes. It was garbage. But you know what? Why would you expect anything else out of an administration that has been pure garbage? And CNN, MSNBC, they will be playing back these lies over and over for the next 10 months. Okay? Donald Trump gave two speeches like too. And he sat there and talked about what he accomplished in his four years as president and what he's going to do if the people put him back in the White House for another four years. Things that will bring this country back from the, from the brink of destruction. Biden was a negative, fear-mongering pack of lies. You know how they love on these, uh, on CNN, MSNBC, you know, every time Trump's saying, they have the fact checkers, right? Fact checkers. If they had a fact checker on, on Biden's speech, say, I can tell you, I listened to it. I listened to it so you didn't have to. I spent 30 minutes of my life listening to this raw sewage that literally made me want to throw up when it was done. Just being honest. I figured at this point, they were at least, I knew that I knew it was going to be an attack Trump speech. I had no illusions, right? But I assumed at least they would, you know, put it in some kind of a tactical position. They didn't try. They just lied. Yeah, the, the dead soldiers, you know, they're stupid suckers. Trump never said that. And it was one lie after another. The whole, you know, the the the, the Charlottesville, remember Charlottesville? I think Biden's going to Charlottesville tomorrow, as a matter of fact. And he's going to reiterate another lie. The fine people lie. Which has been debunked, but they don't they don't care. And then and 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 a chunk of his speech was all the things that Trump supposedly said on January 6th. Three years ago, none of which he said. None of none of the things that he was accused of that he did. Yeah, Trump gave two hour and a half speeches tonight. Three hours of talk. Yes, probably ninety percent was teleprompter. 
but the other 10% was off the cuff. Joe couldn't even do, Joe barely was able to get through 30 minutes of a teleprompter. And let me give you some good news tonight. Tom Fitton with Judicial Watch, on behalf of the Ashley Babbitt, Ashley Babbitt's husband and family, has now filed a $30 million wrongful death lawsuit against the United States government. Hallelujah! It's about time. Because what this lawsuit's going to do, for the first time, you are going to see Michael Leroy Bird, who didn't get indicted for murder, but got a gold medal and a promotion for executing an unarmed, innocent woman on January 6th. He's going to finally have to go under the lights. Okay? And this is also going to put a lot of other issues under the lights. This is going to be fascinating. Because it's this type of offensive, you know, uh, act, offensive actions, uh, actions on offense, that's going to finally start bringing out the truth about January 6th. Roseanne Boylan, I pray to God, her family will get the government embroiled in a wrongful death lawsuit. Because we've got the video. This isn't Bill Keller sitting here, you know, just flailing away with tinfoil hat conspiracy theories. We've got the video of them pushing her down 32 steps on the Capitol, on the Capitol, uh, 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 vestibule there. And then a black officer whose name we know beating her with the baton endlessly for, I don't know, seemed like forever. And then they drag, dragged her body out of view and it took like, what, 20 minutes before EMTs came to try to revive her. She's already dead. Roseanne Boylan and Ashley Babbitt. The, their lives scream for justice. Scream for justice. Uh, just so you understand, and I found this fascinating, even though I knew it to be true, but it was all confirmed in the last 24 hours. The FBI team of agents, attorneys, and investigators that worked to exonerate Hillary Clinton from her uh, felonious email scandal, right? The same team of agents, attorneys, and investigators then were part of the Trump-Russia collusion lie even though they knew it was a lie from day one. Oh, but it doesn't stop there, folks. That same team, the same people, the same agents, attorneys, and investigators that exonerated Hillary for her crimes, went after Trump for Russia collusion for two and a half years, which they knew was a lie, they then became part of the Robert Mueller special counsel investigation into Trump-Russian collusion, which, again, they also knew was a lie. 
Now, I've had people ask me a legitimate question. Well, if they knew it was a lie, why did why did they give why did they appoint Mueller? Mueller was there to cover up the criminality from the initial crossfire hurricane investigation, which was also a known lie. That's that Mueller wasn't there to really get Trump, even though they, they put all the feelers out. Mueller was a cleanup operation, okay? Because they knew that the Russian collusion thing that they spent two and a half years going after Trump for was a lie, and they needed to clean up the criminality. But stick with me now. The same agents, attorneys, and investigators in the FBI that exonerated Hillary from her crimes went after Trump for Russia collusion for two and a half years, which they knew was a lie, then were part of the Mueller team to basically clean up the criminality from the Russia collusion lie. That same group of agents, attorneys, investigators, they then became part of the January 6th commission, Pelosi's kangaroo court. Oh yeah, same people. Oh, but it doesn't stop. Those same agents, investigators, and attorneys from the FBI, guess where they're at today? Oh, if you guessed special counsel Jack Smith's team, you'd be right. That's where they're at today. So this group of agents, attorneys, investigators started out in the whole scheme to exonerate Hillary. That same group then went on to go after Trump for two and a half years for Russia collusion, which they knew was a lie. They then were part of Mueller's special counsel operation that was really a cleanup operation. They then moved to the January 6th Kabuki Theater of Pelosi. And today, those same people, seven years later, seven years later, those same Agents, attorneys, investigators, they're now working for Jack Smith. Can you imagine this? I gotta tell you something. Whatever you think of Donald Trump, whatever you think of his past life, whatever you think about his, you know, his his you know sinful behavior, I get all this is a man that only God could have raised up to withstand all that he has gone through already and is still going through. You know, there is a figure in, 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 uh, in the uh, time of the Roman, uh, when Rome ruled the world, let me put it that way. There's a figure in that world known as Cincinnatus. Matter of fact, many people compared George Washington to Cincinnatus. They considered George Washington the Cincinnatus of his time. Cincinnatus was a man who was a who went to fight for Rome after many victories. He just wanted to go back to his farm and farm his land and live a quiet life. But 
when duty called and they asked Cincinnati, we need you, he left his plow and went back to the battlefield. Okay? And you can see why that would be a real uh, clear, clear analogy of uh, George Washington, who won the Revolutionary War by the grace of God, but then his country called him to lead them as the first president. And he left Mount Vernon, went to become the country's first president. He was Cincinnati leaving his plow. And we have a modern day Cincinnati today. Can I tell you something? If, if, if after the 2020 election, Donald Trump would have just accepted the fact how it, we know they stole it, we know all that. If he would just said, you know what? I'm done with this. I'm done with this politics. I just want to go back and live my life. I got my golf courses around the world. I've got, a, I've got beautiful mansions and estates around the world. I just want to go live my privileged life. Forget all this politics. Can I tell you right now? He wouldn't be under 91 counts of indictments. He wouldn't have wicked people like Letitia James trying to take his fortune from None of this stuff would happen. None of it would have happened. The only reason he is under the assault he is, trying to put him in prison for the rest of his life. People, I'm sure, plotting to assassinate him. All that's only happening because he could not just go live a quiet life. He knew his country was in peril and he knew that he was called to make a difference. He was a modern-day Cincinnatus. Look at this. The same team of FBI agents, attorneys, investigators that exonerated Hillary, then that same team moved on to go after Trump for two and a half years for Russia collusion, which they knew was a lie. That same team then moved over to the Robert Mueller special counsel team that was really a cleanup to make sure none of the criminality from all the Russia collusion stuff ever came to the surface, which eventually it did. That same team then moved on to become part of the January 6th Kabuki Commission that Pelosi set up. That same team, seven years later, is now working for Jacksonville. Unbelievable. And let me throw two other names for you. Andrew Weissman and Mary McCord. Anybody that watches this program, you know both those names. Andrew Weissman is a corrupt prosecutor. He was reamed by the Supreme Court for his handling of the Enron case. That's back in the early 2000s. He actually was the person who led the Mueller special counsel operation. Mueller, like Merrick Garland, like Joe Biden, was just a figurehead. Andrew Weissman, a Trump-hating, reprobate, criminal, disgusting human being, he was the one who really led the Mueller team. Okay? Mary McCord, people watch his show, you know who she is. High up in the DOJ. She was very instrumental in the whole crossfire hurricane, the whole initial Trump-Russian collusion 
investigation that they knew was a lie. They knew it started with Hillary, but they went after him anyway. After she got done with that, she then became the head counsel for the January 6th commission. You see all this stuff just meshes together? Well, she, Mary McCord, Andrew McCabe, or Andrew Weissman, those two people are together right now, and they're the ones cooking up most of the legal uh, challenges, the legal um, game plan for Jack Smith. Jack Smith's just a, he's a nut job, okay? The brains behind Jack Smith is twofold. It's that team of FBI agents, attorneys, investigators that have been after Trump for seven years, okay? And the heart of Jack Smith is Andrew Weissman and Mary McCabe who have been cooking up all these lawfare actions. Take Trump out by the 14th Amendment. Go after him for this. Go after him for that. Go after him for that. These are two pathetic, disgusting, sad human beings. And again, this whole cabal of upper echelon people from the Department of Justice and the FBI, these are the same people that have been going after Trump day after day after day after day after day after day after day for seven years now. Unbelievable. Uh, the war in Ukraine is over. If they never send Ukraine another dime, pray for that to happen. I've always told you it will be over when the money dries up because they were never going to stop uh, Russia. And more stuff with the Epstein case. They, you know, again, the Epstein thing is just... It, it, you know what? The Epstein case... If, if, you, if you have a cat, you probably have used a laser pointer with your cat, right? Running around, your cat goes crazy, chasing the little laser beam, right? That's what Epstein is. There's nothing to know about Epstein because you will never know the real truth about Epstein because the real documents, videos, pictures, logs, all that. The CIA has all that. And it's never seen the light of day. Okay? So, you know, I know I know people get caught up with the whole Epstein thing. I get it. But it's just, it, it, it's actually a major waste of time because the real information that matters, you're never going to hear about. It's it's just never going to be made. It's never going to be made public. That's the problem. All right, let's see here. Let me let me see if I can clean up a couple things real quick before we get out of here for the week. And we're off and running, folks. Twenty twenty four is officially underway. Let's see here. Let me just go through this stuff. Oh, the U.S. dollar. As the world's reserve currency, I've talked to you about that many times over the last few years. Um, major countries 
as I've told you, have come together to try to knock the dollar out. They're called the BRICS. Brazil, Russia, uh, India, China, South Africa. And they've been adding a bunch of these uh, Arab countries too. Not a good situation. If we ever lose the status as the world's reserve currency, it totally changes how the economy of this country runs. Not for the better. Be praying about that. Florida Surgeon General has halted all use of the COVID vaccines in Florida. Now, he can't officially shut it down, but he has put out a memo that it needs to be stopped because they're dangerous. Oh, you think so? But he's the only one that's been bold enough to stand up and put it on the record. Sam Bankman-Fried, um, he's already been convicted, of course, of a bunch of his crimes. He had another whole slate of crimes, this time for political interference, because he gave, if you remember, $50 million plus to a bunch of candidates in 2020-2022. All those charges were mysteriously dropped this week. Isn't that interesting? Because if you don't have that trial, you don't have to talk about who all those people were. <laughs> uh, the Supreme Court is involved in the government censorship case. It's to stop the government from violating the First Amendment rights using third-party groups to do so. This is one of the biggest issues we've got coming forth in the coming months and years. It's, uh, how they're, it's how they're using social media companies to basically censor content, narratives that they don't agree with. Um, and you've got a friend of the, they call it a, a, a friend of the court brief that's been in support of the government from a major cabal of journalists, academics, and medical groups <laughs> and big business. See, these are all the groups that want to silence you. These are the people that want their narrative and their narrative alone to prevail. If Trump is blessed to be back in office, he needs to strip all these nonprofits that the Democrats are using for corrupt lawfare, election interference, um, He's got, see, the Democrats have been very clever. They use these nonprofits as tools to run their lawfare, to run their censorship campaigns. When in fact, they're supposed to be nonpartisan. But like with the situation of Zuckerbucks during 2020, wasn't, wasn't nonpartisan. Are you kidding me? 95% of all that money went to basically corrupt the election in favor of the Democrats. So, all right. How's that for a Friday night? You are going to see the lives of Joe Biden played over and over and over for months to come. Matter of fact, 
I think that's the end of the, I don't, I think that's the end of his campaign. That's, that's going to be his entire campaign. He spent 30 minutes pumping every lie known to human beings about Trump, and they will just run those on a loop for the next 10 months. That's the campaign. He can't run on his record, obviously, because whatever record he does have is abysmal, disgusting, damaging, ruination. So, I told you 2024 is going to be a year. We're, you know, kind of through now the, the honeymoon period, okay? That little first few days after New Year's. Monday, I mean, it kicks in high gear, folks. And I'm just imploring you. If you care about this country, you need to be tuned in this program every night. If you can't watch this live, I get that. But we've got it up for on-demand viewing any time of your convenience. We got the podcast now of the audio. You need to be in, you need to be in tune because this is the, the the twists and turns and the ups and downs this year. It's going to be like. An, almost a never-ending roller coaster ride, okay? But the good news is, God told me almost seven months ago now, it's all going to be okay. But I also have been preaching for 30 years now that when the judgment of God falls, and it's been falling since the summer of 2020, it's up to God's people, his people, to turn this country back to God or we will be lost for generations. Not for four years, like if you lose an election, okay, four years later, we'll get them. No, this is generational. All right, before we get out of here tonight, if you never made a decision for Jesus, wanna give you a chance to do that right now. When this brief life is over, all that matters is do you have a relationship with Christ? If you do not have that relationship now, pray with me. Dear Lord, I come to you tonight asking you, Lord, to forgive me of my sins. I believe in my heart. I confess with my mouth. Jesus is my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for my sins. My life tonight belongs to you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. My friend, if you pray in a minute, the Bible says you're saved, not because of a few words, because of your faith in God's grace. I have a book I'll send you. It won't cost you anything. Drop me an email, bkellerliveprayer.com. I'll get it out to you. If you need prayer for anything, don't hesitate to email me. Bkellerliveprayer.com. All right, love and care about you.